You're tuned to Indie 1023, Jeremy Peterson with you. It's been a little bit longer than we're used to between albums from the band Spoon, who we last heard from in 2017 with Hot Thoughts. Glad to say that changes this month with the release of their 10th studio album, Lucifer on the Sofa, and well, for the occasion, why not talk to frontman Britt Daniel, who joins us. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Jeremy? Doing great. Thanks for taking some time. You know, Spoon, not quite as synonymous with public radio as, say, tote bags and Ira Glass, but, <laughs> but you're close over the years. Yeah. So thanks for the time. Yeah, it's, it's my pleasure. This 10th this album, it's uh, hard to believe that it's been that many records. Lucifer on the Sofa, the title, it's out this month. First in five years, although it's one that you started sort of pre-pandemic, and it's kind of a bridge between the gap. Yeah, we started at pre-pandemic, and um, then we, of course, had to take a break once the pandemic hit, and then I wrote a bunch more songs, and then we <laughs> ended up having a lot more work to do to fit those songs in there. So there's a bit of, it's it's all over the place. It took longer to finish than, than I would have liked, for sure. So from the sounds of things, your, your two most recent records, you, you were kind of removed from, from everything. You were You were kind of out in the woods. Whereas this one, you chose to record in Austin. Uh, you want to talk about that and, and, and how that sort of fits into this record? Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, the last two we made with Dave Fridman, and the Dave Fridman is a producer who's so damn good that he doesn't have to go anywhere. And people from all over the world come to Fredonia, New York, to where, <laughs> or actually even further out into the woods than Fredonia. He lives in Fredonia, and his studio is like 20 miles into the woods. And so it's a very isolating experience. You're out there, you're, you're staying at the studio on these little bunk beds. And uh, we just <laughs> said, this time, let's make a record that's around civilization, around a little bit more, um, you know, a place where you can go out, see some, catch some music, have a drink, and then bring that energy back home to write songs or to bring that energy back to the studio and record some songs. And uh just sounded like a fun way to make a record compared to where we'd been the last couple times and uh it worked brilliantly for about three four months and then <laughs> you know what happened yeah i do i do you, you strike me as a band that's you're always very cognizant of of your past and, and what you've done before and, and maybe use that a bit to inform what you do going forward each record's kind of really its own personality right down to the the cover art and well it still sounds like a spoon album and uh, it's been a really incredibly consistent run. What is the personality of this record, and, and where does that fit in with, with stuff you've done in the past? I'm hearing guitars immediately. Yeah, it's a, it's, there's a lot more guitars than the last one. It's a, you know, basically we just set out, we did recognize that there's not enough great rock and roll records being made these days, and that's what we wanted to do. Even the last record, we thought we're still a rock band, but it was more of a... A lot of a lot of keyboards on that record, a lot mm -hmm. of synthesizers mm -hmm. and some drum machines. And this one was, um, let's get together in a room, bash these songs out, and and play them until they have, until we've gotten to that stage that normally it takes you, you know, a month of shows to get to, mm. and get that get that done, and then hit the record button. And I think you end up with a different type of song and a different type of record that way that's what it's that's what this one's about i would imagine there's a lot less to figure out between recording these songs and actually playing them live because you've been doing that all along yeah exactly and we've already we went out in september and october and 
Mm-hmm. It's a weird thing that sometimes you finish a record and then you have to figure out how to play the songs. I tell that to people and they don't understand what I'm talking about, but it, it really is a real phenomenon. But this on this record, it's not the case because they they just were. It's just more of a, a human record <laughs> that we 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 hashed that stuff all out beforehand. Well, I can imagine you come up with a song like the hardest cut. I know you were probably sitting on it a while, given the the, the timeline, but you. Uh, end up with a song like this and you must immediately want it to be out there. Uh, you released it last fall and we're very happy, you know, talk about a way to create excitement for a record. Oh, thanks. Uh, it's so immediate. It demands repeated listening, I, I guess I'll say. Talk about The Hardest Cut and, and, and what went into that song. The Hardest Cut was a song that Alex and I, we both moved to Texas. I moved back to Texas basically and Alex is from California so he moved there for the first time and when we got to Texas that was the first tune we wrote he came up with these chords i said let's play it like with the tempo of run 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 by the who which is like a yeah we took that that kind of beat and then played the chords to it and then i came up with that that riff that uh you hear at the beginning of the song which kind of really gave it an identity and we it sounded like the riff sounded like Texas Highway Rock to us, hmm. so we didn't have we didn't have words. We just called it we called the song Texas Riff for a while, and uh, yeah, eventually I got some words and it all came together. Here it come now, 
from Spoon. The record out this month is Lucifer on the Sofa. That's one we've been digging for a few months now and it still sounds fresh to me. And, you know, I think every Spoon record that, uh, well, I mean, you know, the first song I heard, the fitted shirt way back on Girls Can Tell, there's always been that swagger about your sound. Where does that come from? Can you teach it? Can you learn it? I don't think you can. <laughs> we, I wrote a song about that called They Want My Soul. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you, you know, I think it's just something you, you got or you don't. Have you always had it? Did someone teach it to you somewhere along the way? I think I just listened to a lot of records and that's what appealed to me was, was a bit of swagger and a bit of um, soul. And uh, although I'll admit I wasn't so great right when I started, but I had to figure out how to do it. Yeah. You know, the first few years that I wrote, songs they those you don't want to hear those songs but then <laughs> eventually i came up with one really good one and then a couple months later i had another really good one and you figure out how to do it if you put in enough hours well, songs that get that uh, that rock and roll leg going as i call it coming to the mission ballroom with that swagger uh, oh by the way may 24th out on tour with geese and uh, so excited about that that band's getting a lot of buzz and you know sort of an intergenerational bill almost at this point <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, you, you know, we haven't played a headlining show in Denver in a long time. We, it seems like every time we come through, we come through with some a, great big band at at Red Rocks, or I guess the last time we were there, we came through with Beck. I can't remember yes, the name yeah. of that venue, but um, at the uh, Fiddler's Green, I, I yeah, think it was. It was yeah, beautiful spot. But yeah, this will be our first headlining show in quite a bit. So, what's the secret to? A band like Spoon's longevity, I mean, it kind of is mind-blowing. 29 years ago was the original formation of the band. It's been you and Jim Eno as, as constants throughout. There's been some member changes over the years. But what is the relationship that you guys have? I mean, you know, watching the Beatles get back, for example, I think people take for granted that band members aren't necessarily friends. And maybe the best songs don't come out of that kind of relationship. So what is it that keeps Spoon doing what you've been doing so well for so long? I don't know. Uh... I like doing it. <laughs> you know, when we first started out, um, I guess it's just that um, I always wanted to make records. I was obsessed with records. I was obsessed with, with bands, but probably more than that, albums. And I always wanted to make an album. And so everything I did was sort of geared to shooting towards that, you know. And then it became about you make a record and then you got to go do shows. So when we started doing shows and doing and touring around the country, at first I found it sort of a lonely experience because I didn't know anybody in these towns and not a ton of people were coming to see us. But eventually it became a thing where I know a handful of people in this town and I know a handful of people in Bowling Green and I know a handful of people in, you know, Tempe and uh, it became a really fun experience. And I, and I just don't want to, I don't want to stop, you know? We don't want you to stop. We're glad you're still doing it. Uh, looking forward to hearing Lucifer on the Sofa uh, this month. And ahead of it, you released a, a second single, 
wild along with this video, which immediately I saw it and I, I saw the cowboy hat. I, I don't know how it's been this long and we've never, at least I've never seen you in a cowboy hat. I mean, you're a Texas guy. Uh, <laughs> but but looking at the video for a while, I, I thought, oh, that's a cowboy hat tip to R.E.M.'s Man on the Moon. Mm. Yeah, you know, you'll have to ask the director. I He told me to walk down a road and I said, sure. And he said, we're going to shoot it on film. And I said, great. And he said, uh, then we're going to do this part where we filmed a road and we're going to film you acting as though you're walking on the road, even though you're not on the road and you're actually on a treadmill inside a studio. And then we're just going to combine all those things. And I said, yeah, that sounds like a, sounds like a good video. And it turned out good. Yeah. It turns out great. Brooke Linder, Ben Chappell, uh, the director's behind it. Um, yeah. I guess, you know, who wore it better? You wore Michael Stipe is, is what you got to ask. The cowboy hat suits you, I got to say. It was my, it's my hat, you know, like <laughs> those, everything that I'm wearing in that video is, nothing was bought new for the video. I don't know if I'd worn them all in that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know if I'd worn them all together before, but, you know, it's all my real stuff. Well, people can find that online. Do you want to set up the song Wild to hear right here? You want to hear Wild? Let's hear Wild. I was reminded every measure Riding trade winds, buried treasure I got on fine with modern living But must I be such a citizen? And the world feels so wild Called to me I was lost, I've been They surrounded me All them describing How they like me All them wanting Something special Bring them roses Sing them blues And the world Still so wild Called to me I was kept
that is wild. It's more from Lucifer on the sofa. It's Britt Daniel joining us, and uh, so glad to talk to him. Uh, so we've been talking about you've been doing this for a while, and you know, with something like this, your music uh, it goes along with people's lives. People have their own touchstones for these songs over the years for these albums. You know, we're talking marriages and mixtapes and children and breakups and divorces. Yeah. Uh, how does how does that feel when you when you you know I'm sure you're constantly bombarded with those kinds of things. Well, it's you know it's an honor to be a part of someone's life in that way, um, and I relate. You know, I there's so much music that that I have um, that means something to me and means something to me in my heart. You know, you you mentioned certain songs or certain albums, and it just sends you your mind to a certain period of your life or a certain emotion. And so I get it. And uh, for us to have had that effect on certain people, then, you know, that's it's something. Well, it's a special music to, to many of us, uh, to myself included, and uh, great to see you still doing it. Thanks, Jeremy. Uh, again, it's May 24th, Mission Ballroom uh, with Geese here in Denver. And, hey, can we go out on a, a brand-new cut? that we haven't heard yet from Lucifer on the sofa? Um, yeah, this song, My Babe, is a... I don't know if I've written a love song in a while, and that's I, I think that's what this is. It's a genuine love song. Um, starts little and gets big at the end. It's sort of a celebration. I uh, hope you like it. Britt Daniel, thanks so much for your time. We'll see you in May. Thanks, Jeremy. Time.
Time 